This is the Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 261. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I am your host and this is a colored pencil podcast. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. I'm still collecting questions for a question and answer show. I'm going to do a call-in style type of show. That's coming up very, very soon. But if you would like to contribute, we've got several voice messages that have already been uh, submitted. But if you want to get yours featured on the show and have me answer it on the show, you're welcome to do that. Go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. Look over on the right-hand side. You'll see something that says record voicemail. Click on it, and there's an opportunity to record and re-record and submit that to me. Or you can just send me an email and type out your question or wrap it up in a voice memo and send it over. Podcast at sharpenedartist.com. All right, so we just launched the pre-sale on the Face Value course. I'm so excited about that. If you've not had a chance to check that out yet, go over to the Sharpened Artist Academy or just click on the link up in the top menu at sharpenedartist.com. All right, today I want to talk to you about something that happens to us, uh, well, as human beings, but as artists as well. And that is this whole idea of the time involved in our pursuit. Any pursuit, but the time that it takes you to complete something. So let's talk about art projects. I almost feel like that it's a badge of honor that some uh, seem to want to talk about the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that it took them to complete a particular art project. Now, I have to admit, I've never taken, probably I've never even taken 100 hours. Probably the most I've taken might have been 30. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe 30, but certainly not 100. I think I should probably tell you, though, that uh, I, don't, I don't draw very large. I don't think I've ever drawn something that's 40 inches in one direction. So I know some people, that's you know kind of their uh, standard mode of operating, and so uh, 40 inches might be even small for some people. So I, I could understand how that might take longer. But it almost seems like that the length of time is the virtue above anything else. I just want you to examine and to sort of consider and maybe reconsider, if you've thought about it in the past, reconsider it and think about that for a moment. Think about deadlines, too, and that's really what I want to talk about. Maybe you're familiar with Mr. Parkinson. He put an essay together that was published in The Economist back in 1955. When you hear this adage, when you hear this quote, you're going to recognize it. I'm pretty certain you will. But it became known as Parkinson's Law. Work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. What happens when you've got a project and you've only got a week to get it done. How long do you think it's going to take you to get that done? You're right, one week. What about a project that's uh, got a deadline of three months away? How long is that going to take? Three months, right? What, you, know, any, you fill in the blank. What about if you think in your mind, okay, 
realistically, this commission piece that I'm working on, it should take probably three weeks to complete. But I'm going to give myself a little bit of a buffer, and I'm going to tell the client, okay, this is going to be five weeks. Now, I know from past history that I've actually pushed myself, and I've you know worked some long hours, and I've uh, stayed very, very focused. I didn't get distracted by anything, and I got this done in two weeks. Chances are... You might sit there and uh, you might wait around. You might prioritize some other things. And then two weeks before that fifth week deadline occurs, you might get over there and get that piece of art completed in two weeks. Same quality as it would have taken if you took five. So what, what does that tell us? What, what does that teach us? What does it say about us? Well, I'm not sure who you are today. I mean, maybe you're doing art as a hobby, and that's perfectly fine. And maybe you don't have any, you know, hard deadlines, but you've got some goals and you've got some aspirations. But you may have told yourself, oh, you know, I think that that will probably take me three months, six months or eight months or maybe a year or two or something like that. But by the end of this month, I want to get X completed, whatever that may be. But in your mind, you've got some sort of artificial deadline in your mind. Whether you admit that there is some kind of deadline or not, you've inflated some kind of time constraint in your mind. And, and you have set that in your mind, more than likely. Well, you know how long it's going to take you to accomplish whatever goal you have in your mind, whatever aspiration that you're uh, trying to achieve, you know how long it'll take you? Just as long as you think it will take you, right? It's going to take just as long as you think it'll take because you've already set that expectation. So what if you take control of that and you say, okay, I'm actually going to shorten that time. I'm going to give myself this amount of time. And if you wrote everything down and you started thinking about all of this very strategically and you said, okay, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to accomplish this by this date and this next thing by this next date. And you kept moving that ball forward and you kept then measuring how things went, looking at it, readjusting and re, uh, you know, calibrating where everything is going. Um, you might actually achieve a lot, lot more than you thought you could have. And you might shorten that process. You might uh, get there much, much quicker than you would have otherwise. Now, what about the artist who is a commission-based artist? Or is uh, maybe they're just producing fine art that uh, they're going to create a body of work and they're preparing for a solo show or a group show, or they're preparing some work that they want to uh, submit to, uh, for acceptance into a gallery? What, what kind of deadline do you have for yourself on that? Whatever that deadline is, I want to challenge you for a moment to rethink those deadlines and to ask yourself, will it really take me that long? Or is that something that I, I'm just trying to cushion 
myself. Uh, what if scenarios come up in my mind? And so I'm going to cushion all of this. And I can think of, you know, a lot of things that I should be getting done. And in that amount of time, I'll also fit in this artwork project that I think will probably take maybe, you know, six months, eight months. But what if you just decided, okay, I'm going to get that done quicker. And I know that if my back was against the wall, I could actually complete one of these pieces in two weeks or three weeks or something like that. I think what that could do is change your perspective and the way you start thinking about it. Now, I want want to take this in a slightly different direction as well. Because I remember when I started out in art, I thought, man, if I was only just, you know, I don't know, 50% faster than what I am right now, can you imagine the artwork I could produce? And I I thought about speed and speed of execution all the time. And I, I was sort of obsessed with it. And uh, because it was something also that I thought about a lot at work, it was part of my job was to eliminate FTEs, full-time employees. It was my job to figure out how technology would uh, eliminate repetitive tasks and would save the company money. And so I started thinking that way about artwork. And really, it was barking up the wrong tree. It was thinking about it in the wrong way. When I just put in the reps and started practicing my artwork and started thinking thinking more about the object model of whatever it was I was drawing, and portraits in particular was one thing I've always been interested in. So when I started just studying that more, then what happened was I got faster. I got faster. I got more accurate, though. And then the speed came. I also got more, pro- more proficient with my tools. And then the speed came. I got to know the surfaces that I work on. I got to know the pencils better. I got to know uh, the tools and materials so much better. I had some patterns that I could rely on from history. When I went forward, then I knew what to expect. And uh, then I started getting quicker at executing. And today, it it only takes a few hours now, most of the time, for me to be able to complete uh, like a, a, an 8 by 10 or 9 by 12, uh, 14 inches would be about the, the largest that I typically go. That doesn't take very long now, and it takes a few hours. But in the beginning, that was something that, you know, I aspired to do, but I went about it all the wrong way. and I. I just thought about it as being sort of this game. I I had to crack this nut, figure out how I could increase my speed. And so it was all about speed. It was not about quality. When I started focusing on quality, then the speed problem took care of itself. It's funny how that happens, right? When you focus on the right thing, there are all these unintended consequences these wonderful side effects that you never could have anticipated. All right. So my challenge to you is to look for those things yourself. Don't focus on speed. Don't focus on something that you think is just going to uh, allow you to execute quicker, but focus on quality and then focus on speed as a secondary concern and not something that 
you dwell on and not something that uh, you obsess over. Hey guys, that's my show today. Just a quick inspirational talk about focusing on the right things and really think about that for a moment. Think about Parkinson's law or the pursuit of progress. Work expands to fill that time that you have already set for the completion. Whatever date, whatever timeline you have in mind, that's how long that task is going to take. I hope that was helpful. And again, uh, just wanted to let you know the pre-sale on the face value course for this year, 2020, it already has begun. So if you are interested at all in uh, purchasing the course during the pre-sale, that's the best price you can get it this year, then I would uh, suggest you go over to Sharpened Artist Academy. Just go to sharpenedartist.com and you can click on the link up at the top, Online Academy, and you can find the course over there. I'm so excited about some of the bonuses that we're offering this year, and I can't wait to interact with you if you're one of the first 30 students. We're accepting 30 students. We've already sold several seats already, so enrollment still is open, though, for the pre-sale, and that is only going to last until the 13th of July. And one last quick reminder about Sending in a voice message to the show if you would like to get your question featured on the show. You're welcome to do that. We're still accepting questions right now, so you can call that in. You can, you know, just record it on your phone and email it over to me. Email the video file or the audio file over to me. That would be fine. Or just click on that little box over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We've already gotten, we've gotten a bunch of uh, questions in already. So I'm looking for more. I just want to record a longer show. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, they can be silly. They can be deep. We've had quite a few deep questions and pretty complicated ones. They can be lighthearted though, and they can also be. You can also just uh, send in a comment and. Uh, Make a comment. That's fine as well. But looking forward to that, guys. So I will talk to you next week. This is a weekly show. It comes out on Monday at 3 a.m. So until next week, stay sharp. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.